Hello, Mavs fans. Welcome to Mavs Party. Oh, what's the name of this thing? Oh, yeah, Mavs Party. I'm Kirk Henderson, Editor-in-Chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. I'm coming to you. It's about 10.45 on Wednesday, November 2nd. The Dallas Mavericks just defeated the Utah Jazz 103-100 to in an alarmingly thrilling game. They are now 4-3. and They're over 500. I, for one, am pretty psyched. And somewhat relieved, even though the Utah Jazz uh, have been winning pretty well this season. They started off the year 6-2. and two. Um, They're kind of considered to be a team that's eventually going to be one of the tank commanders. So notching a win, any win at this point in time, feels really, really nice. Uh, there's a lot we could overreact to in this game, though Josh Bow and I talked about it for about 25 minutes. My main takeaways are I'm really glad they won. Uh, And past that, they have a whole bunch of other things that they probably need to work on in some way, shape, or form. If you watched any of the post-game coverage, uh, there was a lot of things you could, you know, read into. It seems Christian Wood was really just very borderline emotional with some of how he played after a couple of rough games. He had 21 points and 10 rebounds, a lot of it coming in the second half. Dwight Powell played his absolute ass off. He was a plus uh, 25 in 19 minutes, which is really, really something. He is doing the thing where he's making the case for why he should get more minutes. If you guys would like to come up on stage here, go ahead and hit that speaker request button. Listen for your name to be called. Fire off your take and look for the uh, green ring around your name to be lighting up to make sure we can hear you. Um, my voice is finally coming back into form. I'm apparently getting used to the Texas allergies, so I apologize for sounding like Marlboro Man uh, with you know stage nine cancer for the past week and a half. But we'll we'll get through this. Uh, all right, we already got five people waiting to talk, so let's just uh, let's fly fly through some folks. Um, coming up first, my man Max. Welcome back, Max. How are you today? I'm doing good. How's it going, Kirk? It is going. I always prefer wins to losses, even though there is something cathartic about bitching about a horrible loss. <laughs> I definitely hear you on that. Uh, I had a couple couple things I just wanted to say about the game. Um, first thing that you know really stuck out to me is I think the Mavs really need to realize that we have two people on the team now that draw double teams and can kind of put the defenses in rotation. I think we just need to exploit it more. And obviously that's Christian Wood, like on the post and things like that. Like he's just a problem. A lot of teams are going to need to double team that. A real problem and an underutilized problem for me in some elements. He, he gets shots up in a way that just makes it look so easy. Yeah, it was really impressive to me, and I think he did have like maybe one or two turnovers, um, but overall, I mean, he's a good passer of the ball, so I think, I mean, just like you said, pretty underutilized. I think we need to, like with the pin down screens and having him uh, initiate with the ball a little bit, uh, not so much from the top of the key, but from like the short corner or like the like high post or from even like the free throw line extended, like that inside the three-point line, him initiating from there in a way. Uh, I think that could just be a really good tool for us. And honestly, I, I don't, I think it would be also a good like late game because he can draw fouls and 
like I said, put a lot of teams in rotation and in hard points, like positions where like, instead of like, obviously, you know, Dinwiddie did hit that one three off the isolation, but um, you know, even like a late game, late game option on offense, something to like to kind of take that off of Lucas shoulders would be a really good option as well. Yep. Yep. I mean, Josh Bo pointed this out in the post game show that he and I did that Luca didn't take shots kind of down the, in the final, you know, two minutes or so it was Dinwiddie and other people, which is not something we've seen before. And it's, it's just finding ways to be less predictable. Um, I think that's part of why the Mavericks survived the, the late flurry from the jazz. I mean, Obviously, you would like to beat a team that is, in theory, much worse than you by more points. I am, with kind of the unevenness in which that they played, I am just pretty pleased to get away with a win. I just don't know why they didn't go to Kelly Olenek for the last second shot. He would have for sure hit it against us. Oh, my God. You're not joking. (laughs) I was just waiting for it. How crushing would that have been? Like, it was was really something. Really something. (laughs) All right, well, I, I won't take any more time, but that was just what I wanted to say about it. Great win. You know, Christian Wood, stock rising, JaVale McGee plummeting. Last thing I'll say. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining, Max. Appreciate you starting us off. Yeah, no problem. All right, coming up next is, let's go to my guy, Matt Phillips. How are we doing? You were at the game. Tell me. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm um, glad they won. Uh, I was a little worried that my magic was wearing off with the being at the game, but I guess it only worked. It, uh, they did go ahead and win today. Um, so we talked a lot about uh, Christian Woods passing and everything. It's It was readily apparent to me there that the game changed when he said, F it, I'm not going to let Rudy Gay guard me and got to the rim repeatedly. Like his passing is good and potentially game changing, but to a point, like he's here to score. And it really does help when he gets aggressive and goes at the rim. Because I mean, like, there was a stretch there in the third where he just really did. He was like, they are not guarding me. And he was right. Well, and that's sort of a, an, a, a repetition over time, getting comfortable with your role. I still don't understand elements of the rotation, um, if I'm being quite honest. And I get sort of spacing the Luca Wood minutes out on uh, in theory but then it just it just things get a little funky i mean i know they closed without wood on the floor but wood was also a huge part of why they took the lead to begin with and i don't know they they just they they have to find ways to to make defending the mavericks next to impossible with luca and wood on the floor yeah i thought part of that i was actually okay with it because wood played for a long time in a row like he played he played for like 13 or 14 minutes of game time in a row or 12 at least because he was in from basically four minutes to go of the uh and then so he played well there um i really thought this was a good spencer game like it was weird because he struggled with his shot for a long time until that big three he made that put him up 92 86 but other than that like he he did a lot of all-around stuff and i think we've kind of understated his role in those energy lineups that they're running to start the fourth because he has a gear that Luca doesn't have as far as attacking in transition. Like, you know, we, we, we give a lot of credit to that for Josh Green and Dwight Powell and everything for the energy, and I have something on them in a second. But Dinwiddie's ability to attack the rim in transition is a big part of what makes those lineups so successful, too. Well, they're, 
the attacking stuff that they did off the dribble and, and that he did in, in, in uh, particularly off, I'm thinking of the one like kind of like baby Giannis play where he just got it off the, the free throw miss and went the whole length of the court and dunked. It was, woo, man. Yeah. He, he's just fun. I, I really like watching him. All right, then I got one more negative thing and one more positive thing. Which one do you want, the positive or the negative first? Let's go negative. All right, so the negative thing, which I did not use this in the stats post, I just wrote, uh, Reggie Bullock, Maxi Kleba, and Dorian Finney-Smith combined for 10 points in 80 combined minutes. That's, that's, that's a problem. That, that's that's okay. Okay, yeah. That is. So, I mean, like, I, I get it. I understand, you know, space the floor. Luca creates a lot of shots. Wood creates what Luca doesn't, and then Spencer is secondary playmaker. But at some point, you have to have some production out of the minutes. And Maxi. I have been, I don't want to say Maxie's biggest fan because we all know who that is, but I have been one of Maxie's bigger fans. Maxie hasn't been that good defensively no. this year. He's like, not been he's good been, at basketball. <laughs> like, so, well, yeah, but the deal with it is, is even when he's had the, you know, he's he's been a streaky shooter. Um, sure. But he's always, you've always been able to count on, you know, he's going to, the closeouts are going to be airtight. He's going to, the rotations are going to be good. He's going to make up for a lot of other mistakes. And some of it is obviously having to cover for mistakes for more than just Luca, but like when he switches now, he it like we still think of him as you know a really good switch defender, like like not quite Bam, but you know the next level of switch defender below that. And that just hasn't been the case this year. When he's gotten switched, if the if the the small tries to take him off the dribble, he gets beat. And I'm saying this without having looked up a ton of stats on it, which is generally a, a mistake. But just from my eye test, he, uh, I, like I've just seen him get beat off the dribble more than I ever remember seeing him get beat off the dribble. Which, if he's not making shots and they're not doing anything else, that is hard to live with. Yeah, and some of this makes me think we just need more sample because the Mavericks had such a rough – rough start to the season last year defensively and there's a lot about defense that is kind of like you know it's it's a kinetic chain thing where the whole team needs to be on the same page it's like it's why last year's starting group looks so damn good when they're on the floor together because they played a ton of minutes together so it's like these guys need the they need some of these reps to get things they to get things um back in shape so you got anything else for us buddy Maybe not. He's driving through the middle of Texas, and he might be muting himself. Matt, thanks for joining I, us. The last thing I got – I got one more thing. Uh, sure. The last thing I got is uh, – this is a small thing. He's certainly not a great philosopher, but Ty from uh, Dude Perfect, he says in a lot of his videos that hustle wins games. Uh, that applies to Josh Green and Dwight Powell, and they deserve a ton of credit for just how freaking hard they play. Mm, good take. Good take. I think the – Josh, Josh Bo and I did not get to discuss Josh Green near as much, but I, I, I will say that like there's elements of what Green is doing in limited minutes that he's making the argument for more. Um, and more importantly to me, outside of these these hustle minutes, which are valuable, but are hard to sort of like quantify, he's getting the Dorian Finney-Smith threes that Dorian got in like year three or so. When people just knew, like, because Dorian couldn't shoot. Dorian shot like 29% from three, and then all of a sudden he's shooting 38% from three. Well, he's just taking the shots that are given to him and he's making them. He's not going to continue to shoot like seven of 11 from three. That's okay. But if he can be a threat to score, 
that opens things up over time. On the scouting report, it eventually becomes, well, just leave Josh Green open to, you need to close out harder on Josh Green. And that has a cascade effect to the offense, no matter who is in. Yep. All right, buddy. Thanks so much. All right. Coming up next, then, we got my guy, Chris. Thanks for waiting, Chris. What are you thinking tonight? How's it going? It's going. Yeah, I know. Man, it feels great to be on the winning side of that three, you know, three-point win. Yeah, wins are good. Could, could have gone into overtime. You're just holding your breath on the Clarkson thing. I swear, if we went into overtime and would have lost that game, I would have felt like Zoolander. It'd be like, I guess there's some things to ponder here, you know? So yep. just be all depressed. But shout out to Dwight Powell because I'm just going to nickname him Artemis because a lot of us fans have been wanting him to be sent to the moon. Well, he's continued to delay his launch to the moon here. So I don't know. Just when we think, think that he's going to just be buried on the bench, he just comes out of nowhere and he just – affects the game in some kind of way. I mean, he, he did enough, you know, to get us back in the game. I, this whole JaVale McGee thing is just concerning me. I, I didn't even see what his plus minus is, but it has to it's be. Only, I mean, just negative seven in eight minutes. I mean, I, 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 I've been crushing JaVale for weeks because broadly speaking, I don't think he's very good. I also don't think he necessarily did anything too terrible tonight. It's just he plays with – I mean, you've got kids. He he plays with like the energy of an overtired child that's like ready to go to bed. That you can't, <laughs> he's just like, ah, it's like slow, like all of his movements, the look on his face is like, oh, I don't want to. Yeah, and yeah. It's, it's, so, that shit drives me nuts. It's mainly on the defensive end, right? Because they were just getting up. I mean, there was what they get up fourteen points, and then one time they get up fifteen points. It's just. It's kind of crazy how we came back twice. Um, mm-hmm. uh, that's just nuts. And just Luca's just being Luca. But, but man, if Christian Wood, I mean, he's just making, I mean, a case for himself. I mean, we all know he should be a starter. I mean, but I, I mean, I think he should be because we're, we're starting off bad, right? I mean, we're, we're starting off where we get down eight, 10 points in the first. I mean, that's at least an argument for Powell. It's at least an argument for mm, Powell. Yeah. True, where it's true. like four minutes of energy and like I think there's a trickle-down effect of energy because if I'm being supremely critical, Luka Doncic could stand to start these games with a hell of a lot more uh, flair or like I'm going to fuck you up type energy. And he just yeah. never like – he takes a while. He's a kind of a rope-a-dope guy. But Powell is Sonic the Hedgehog who is like <laughs> all the time and – there's something to be said for that when you're, you, it helps. I mean, sometimes it, it doesn't always help, but it, it, I think these Mavericks need this because they just start off these games with like a, a lethargic sense that's really maddening to watch. And as much as, you know, over the years or the last, you know, well, I guess after his Achilles, hey, we want to pull our hair out with Dwight Powell. But that's when we, we ask too much of him. But I think when he's coming off the bench, he's getting these limited minutes. He's just, I mean, he's just burning all his energy quick. I mean, he, and he, he affects the game in, I think, mostly positive ways. Um, but, yeah, I think this game is going to be a reflection of our entire season. If, if this is the roster we have going forward for this year, if there's no trades to happen, there's going to be some ups and downs. But I think if we're good enough, we're going to close it out like we did this game barely enough to – I mean, obviously, I, 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 we're going to go to the playoffs. I, I, I'm just confident enough we are just, to, just by having Luka, but – just at, at least avoid that playing, but dang, I hope we can get the third or fourth seed, but we just got to not be giving up games like we did early in the season. But, you know, sure. early games, it's going to happen. But as long as you close out games like this, now question here, I'm not high on Ben Simmons, and this is something separate from, this is like trade talk here. Okay. Would, you do, would you do this trade? 
Ben Simmons and a second round pick, and we give up McGee, Bertans, and Tim Hardaway Jr. You could promise me I was going to heaven, and I would have to second guess whether I was going to get Ben Simmons. Okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, he's trash. I don't. Oh my god. Yeah, he's he's so mentally. Well, weird. there's also like so he's been wrestling with knee stuff. And knee stuff is downhill from back stuff. Like there's mm. the kinetic chain of your body. And I just, I worry for him. Like back stuff is really like Dwight Howard. It changed his whole career. Back stuff is just not something you mess with. Yeah. I mean, I was thinking of maybe to offload, uh, you know, Bertans and McGee's contract, but obviously Ben Simmons has a massive contract. Too. Right. So it's like, like how many piles of crap are you changing? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Friday we got the the Raptors, and yeah, they kicked the Spurs' ass. We just have to – don't get behind early. It doesn't matter if we're at home. Just you got to – hopefully they can maybe start Wood and, see, and you know, uh, well, kind of go they, zone. Look, so. look, if they get their asses handed to them on Friday, prepare, prepare yourself, you know, a strong bourbon drink and we'll <laughs> bitch like nobody's business in this thing because the Raptors are exactly the kind of team that can exploit the Mavericks' lackadaisical start. Should they should they run zone against this Raptors team like they did the Jazz team? Tonight? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Oh, well, thanks man. for joining, buddy. Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. Talk soon. Yeah. All right. Who else we got waiting? All right. We got Ewan. He's a he's an East Coaster. We got to we got to get him in so we can go to bed. It's midnight. What's going on, friend? Hey, what's going on? Just here. Tell me what you're yeah. thinking. What what'd you watch tonight? Did you get a yeah, I watched. I watched the game. I mean, your Javale take is like a hundred percent. It's like I remember you said um, a few pods ago. It's like he don't know what to do when he try to catch the rebound. He's like he's just swats it around. Mm-hmm. And I watched the game. I'm like, yo, grab the ball. It's like he just playing hot potato with the ball. Like grab the rebound, kid. <sighs> I'm just ready for that experiment to be over. And yep. um, secondly, um. This is a case where we really need a third ball handler because, like, didn't really is really a change of a change of um, pace. Like how he attacks the rim, like Luke attacks the rim, but it's not as quick as Dinwiddie is. And when we had Brunson, you kind of had, you know, two of those. Because Brunson would give you, you know, a little okie doke and some swiftness to the rack. Sure. Like, we only really technically have one slash. I mean, Josh Green may be a slasher, but he's not that polished when it comes to dribbling the ball so i wouldn't I mean, few people that. are but like like the the lack of brunson is sort of giving us all a reminder of just how specifically skilled he was yeah and it's like pretty much you know when it comes to the ball handling and dribbling you know outside of paint it's pretty much just luca and, and spence that's pretty much all you got like that is literally all you have when it comes to the dribbling mm-hmm. at all now i only have one negative about christian with today um, everything was pretty much, you know, as we expected. He's like gifted offensively, but it's like every time he scored a basket, he's like he's in awe of himself. And he looks at his hands. He looks. Oh at the yeah. Crowd, he looks at the camera, and he has like a slow jog to get back. And he gets burned every time. Like his his, his the person he got to guard just runs down and scores a layup. And I know you saw a kid and Sweeney on the sideline looking pissed off for that. Yeah. Like, I mean, I don't know that I'm going to, you're right though. I don't really think I've thought about how much like wood celebrates like, like Christian wood. 
no, no, trust me. Me. He, he does like it a, on every I just, I just like performs. to thank my hands, you know, kind of kind of thing. I, I love it. That's a good yeah, point. he does it on every basket. And like, we already have Luca that does that, I'll not as much as him, dance. But, but if you see Christian Wood, we watch the game, we get a chance, and you see what I'm talking about. And maybe those are the you know, the little tweaks that's like happening in practice to where a kid. And the coaching staff can see and say, well, they don't fully trust him in the start it. I mean, in the closing lineup for simple things like that. It's like mental laps. Like you score, you know, celebrate, but get back. You don't, don't score and just stand there. You can't have two players in the closing lineup doing that, you know, Luca and Wood at the same time. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, it was a good win, man. Powell, Green, Energy Gods, we need that. And... Yeah, let's keep it going. But when you get a chance, check that out and see if you see, if you see that in regards to what I'm well, talking. Well, I mean, about. see, I'm I might not like I kind of maybe I'm just getting old, but like I kind of love like overly celebratory bullshit. Like <laughs> I was such a fan of like Attitude Era WWE wrestling, yeah. and like there's all sorts of elements of what like Luca does that remind me of like Shawn Michaels and just like crazy bullshit. That's just it either you either love him or hate him. And like that sort of thing infecting the Mavericks probably drives kid crazy, but I love it. I mean, like, yeah, as fans, we love it. You know, you hype the crowd up and like I've seen in the chat, but kid as like someone that, you know, we just went to the Western conference finals and he know it's the small things that's going to get you over the hump. That's some. That's something that's he probably looks at like, all right, we got to nip that in the butt early in the season before it, you know, it drags yep. along. Because when it gets nitty gritty, you want your best players out there. And if Wood want to be out there as one of our best players, which he is, he got to realize that as well. And you know what I'm saying? Like, show that out. Yep. So, but good win. Mass party. Right, well, yeah, thanks thank for coming you, on. Appreciate you. All right. Talk soon. Coming up next, then. Oh, hey, it's my man Doe. It's been a while, friend. Hope you're feeling well. Welcome back to the show. Hit that unmute button and tell us your takes. Give, give Mr. Dang a second. He's got a. He's, it's been a while since he's been in the app. Can you hear me? Um, we'll see. What, hey, Kurt. Sorry, man. I just got triple bypass surgery two weeks ago, about a week ago. Well, shout out for being alive. Yeah. You know, um, Thanks for letting me on. You know, I've been listening to your podcast and, you know, some of the Mavs party recorded and stuff. I feel good enough to, after the game to call in, but we sound good. Yeah. I think, you know, kids just too stubborn, you know, the rotations are the same. I mean, what do we got to do to get wood more minutes, you know, cause he changed momentum in the third quarter. Why not at least in the fourth quarter, you know, rotate him in on offensive possessions and let Maxi come in on defensive possessions, you know, right. I just don't understand why, he, you know, he's got the same stubbornness. Remember last year we had the same problem with guys not being able to shoot, you know, hit hit their shots. So why not let Green have some play? You know, why not let Wood have more play and let, and let you know, the other guys who aren't shooting well, you know, let them, you know, earn their time a little bit more. You know, it's okay. I just don't understand that. You know, why, why, why go to the same madness when we should be maybe only one game under, you know, I mean, we should have only lost one game. I just don't understand. Well, number one, kid is a stubborn mule. Oh, my um, God. 
That's an understatement, <laughs> sir. Jeez. He wins the carrot for donkiness, and he should sit his ass over there with Nash, who's stubborn too, you know? I love it. Well, I mean, they'll figure it out. Like, you you know, the thing that I kind of keep reminding myself is that we would much rather them figure out this mess now than, than play really well and then hit a bump. So, like, there's a lot of progress this team can make. You see it in every game. Uh, and realistically, they've only had – like, they've lost two games by two points, which were frustrating, and then a third game and an utter collapse. They've yet to get the shit kicked out of them. Uh, and when when that happens, because it's a long enough season to where it's going to happen, uh, that will be sort of a much more telling result. Because right now I feel like they've beaten themselves much more than they've actually been beaten. I agree. But you know what? Why? Where is this Kurt coming from that he's so optimistic? <laughs> I mean, I'm not that optimistic. I, I, I did you did you hear the the show after they lost to the Thunder? Like I was no, I I couldn't. I I, I screamed in a pillow, and uh, I just my heart was, you know. You don't, yeah, you want to, yeah. You just went through triple by. You don't need a fourth bypass. Like we're, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun. You know, my leg hurts from that vein they removed. You know, so woo. So, oh yeah, it's it's fun. I, I don't advise this for anybody. Now, <laughs> glad you're with us. You got anything else before you get out of here? I'm so, no, I'm so thankful for what you do. And, you know, it, I'm really glad to be back listening. Outstanding. To you. We're, we're glad to hear from you. We'll talk soon. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Coming up next then, my man, Ruben, who I can tell wants to yell at me about some stuff. What's going on, friendo? What's up, Kirk? I'm glad your voice is recovered. No, it's, it's um... still shitty. My mother <laughs> called me and she was like, you need to go to the doctor. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't don't waste your money, man. Just drink some orange juice and uh take some uh, uh Allegra. You'll be all right. Um, but no, man. Um, I, it's not too much to complain about in this game. Like I love the win. Um, we beat an, uh, a a good team that's starting out, but shouldn't be as hot as they are. Um, just to start off, like just watching them play us in the regular season off the off their team. Who would you want on the Mavs? That's a tough one because it sort of depends on what you think the Mavericks problems are. And my initial instinct is always somebody like Mike Conley for steadying factors. But I think that the, the somewhat, you know, Tim Hardaway has been so rough that I think that like a sneaky pick might be like Jordan Clarkson just for scoring kind of flair and variety. Uh, but I'm not, I'm not sure what any jazz player actually does that answers a question the Mavericks have. Does that make that sense? makes a lot of sense. I was watching it, and I'm, you know, all the jazz supposed to be tanking and get their players. I'm watching it. I'm like, huh. Uh, Conley starting. Um, yep. He had a couple all okay plays, but nothing to you know give up the the mortgage about. Um, I don't know, but, you know, Jordan Clarkson is always uh, a treat on any team he's on. Like, I feel like he is like a more um, consistent um, Tim Hardaway, in my in my opinion. Um, it wouldn't hurt to have him coming off the bench like he, you know, used to. Um, but, yeah, um, but first thing is, like, I, I might get off the heel of Seawood starting. Um, I, it just, it just, like, hurts me to say, you know, Powell will look better than McGee. Um, I'm not going to trash McGee because he's been trashed a, a lot 
in this couple minutes that you've opened this green room. So we all know the issue of why we start slow um, in the first quarter and even starting the game. And I feel like Powell, and I will not get off of this. You may turn one day, but until the month comes that Reggie is in his super Saiyan mode, I don't want him starting. It's like, what is he giving you? He, he he hit his first shot, you know, thank God, in the last couple of seconds of the game. But if you just switch him out and just give Josh Green those minutes with Powell and Josh Green, that that's what we're looking for in the first quarter. Like at the jump of the ball, we're looking for that energy. And it was one play, um, and I think it was maybe in the second, where everything had bogged down. I don't even think Luca was on the floor at the time, and Spence was handling the ball. Everybody's looking at him. Everybody's looking at him. And then a simple movement cut to the rim. You don't. You might not get the pass, but it moves the defense around. Josh Green did that. He has a, a good sense of the game um, with the little minutes we have given him. Um, and, and maybe we look, just look over it. Um, you know, Jay Kidd is is a little stubborn at the beginning of the season, but we know he he um, does change a, a lot more than Rick did. Um, but I hope that is the change to come. And again, I would love to see what to start. But if if Jay Kidd does want to keep him on the bench with the second unit, I'm not against that anymore. Um, but yeah, we can't start JaVel McGee and Reggie. At the same time, two players that's like you hope you hope Reggie gives you a three. Josh Green in his place will cut, will give you defensive rebounds, will give you offensive rebounds, will just just do something to give you more chances to score than Reggie. At this point in the year, like I said, Reggie is not a bad player. And I and and go ahead, I I, I don't mean to to rant too too. No, you're good. I was really hard. shocked you didn't use a a, a harp at this juncture. <laughs> no. It was right there. You just didn't go with it at this juncture of the season. Just yeah, a, I'm just teasing. You. That was, I, I, I didn't <laughs> mute myself when I took a drink. <laughs> no, I understand, but Josh is like I'm. I'm kind of like I'm like really feeling Josh's growth in this season, and he's and it shows all the work he's done in the summer that really is paying off. And you were correct; like they are showing him um, that space that uh, uh, there's nobody near him. Like he gets those he, shots, and there's no like they're just like fine, shoot it. And he hit two or three. Tonight, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, and and so like if if he gets three three-point attempts a game, and he plays 65 games, that's 195 attempts over the course of the year. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to volume. He has to have volume because if he plays 14 minutes and he takes one shot, Mm -hmm. I understand what people – like I've I've gotten some lectures out there. It's just like, well, he's not getting the ball enough. I hear you. I understand that. But what he's done right now is last year he gets that corner three-point look, he does something fucking yeah. stupid. I- I'm sorry. He just does. Like he dribbles into traffic, nothing. He has taken clean, good looking shots. Yeah. And that's all I can really ask for right now. Yeah. And that, and that's all I'm asking for too. And, but with Reggie, you throw him the ball. He's, he's, you know, he's not going to do anything with it at this point, at this juncture in the season, <laughs> <laughs> but in the playoffs, we, we will need him. I'm not saying Reggie is a bad player. No. Let him, you know, you know, let's, let's start these games with a little bit more energy. And again, I would love to see Seawood start, but Hey, I, 
never get what I want in life. And maybe it's, he doesn't need to start. Let's get Josh and Powell, see how that goes. If Powell's not giving you enough, then you can turn to see Wood. But with those two players on the on the starting lineup right now, we're just going to continue to see um, just being down 15, 10 points and having to scrounge out of it. But love the game. Love what you do, Kurt. And I'm glad your voice is back. Um, have a good night. Oh, I can't believe y'all even listen to me. Thanks for coming <laughs> up. Talk soon. Uh, duh. Thanks, Harris. That's a good point. Um, Chris Tapsporzingis had played a hell of a game tonight, which we'd love to see. Um, I, I, you know, depending on your point of view, of course. All right, coming up next, my man Krishna. What's happening? What are you thinking, Kirk? How are you? I'm thinking that we're. I'm glad we got a win. It seemed like the Mavs just do not want to win at some point in this game. Well, I mean, the first everything after the first quarter is pretty good. Um, there was times uh, the beginning of the bumpy. third quarter. Third quarter, a little bumpy. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, they, they dug themselves such a hole in the first. For sure. I, I missed the first five minutes, and I looked at the score, and I kind of went, I don't know if I thought this would be worse or I, I'm on better. a delay for the cable service that I use. And, like, Mavs Moneyball is a slack. Mm. Lord, Logan Thomas will come up next. He's in our staff. And he, like, whenever – if I if I turn on the slack at all and, like, the Mavericks are down, it's, like, 30 messages of people being like, are you fucking serious? Like, just stuff it, – it, it kills me. <laughs> and that's – Yeah, it's it's so weird. Like, I go on I, – I have Valley Sports Plus – and on the website, they have a ticker at the top of the scores. The score ticker updates faster than the game because the game is still on a delay. And it's always the weirdest thing. Like, during the game, Conley was shooting free throws. And I went, oh, he's going to make this because Utah had a point here that they don't have right now. It's it, it's very trippy. But yeah. I, it's, I don't know. Like, I don't really have much to add. To me personally, I think on the whole – Seawood starting versus Powell. I think, I think I reiterated it on on Sunday when we played the Magic. Like, and I've kind of felt this now the whole season up to this point is Powell just gives you energy and commitment that that McGee has just hasn't given at all. And you know, even if it's not Christian Wood starting, I'm more I'm I'm happier with Powell starting. Like I've never. I know a lot of fans just dislike Powell in general. I've never disliked him like that because, yes, he's not hes not a defensive rim protector. He's never been that. But I've never faulted him for, like, trying. Like, I've never watched a game where Powell is just out there and you go, what is Powell doing? Like, he's not trying. You're, you're always complaining about what is Powell doing. He's not getting a rebound. And I feel that's way more been about his physical limitations, which – realistically is just something he's not going to get fixed and is never going to happen. But you can see it like his, his energy is just way, way higher than anyone else on the team at this point. Ooh, hey. um, and Josh Green Island. Yeah, no, you're, you're right. No, sorry. I, I was going to also say shout out to Rolo, Josh Green Island. We're building huts. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be on Josh Green Island till it ends, till it completely collapses. But you know what? Looking good, like we talked about on Sunday. He's getting the open threes that you know Dorian obviously got, and I think that's kind of the reason you're seeing Maxi Dorian and Reggie just not, first of all, not getting shots up, but not even just getting good looks because now teams are staying on them, like you've talked about for the past few weeks, and so 
you need guys who are going to get open shots to make them. And it's, it's good that he's not only just taking them and making them, but he's making, he's just making smarter decisions. And it's even the same with Luca. Like you talked about it earlier. Luca didn't take too many threes. And yeah, I think all the post play is going to, it's going to wear on his body for sure, but it's a lot smarter for him. And in a way it's giving everyone better opportunities um, I, I think the weird thing is, yes, the, this team could 100% be better. Like, I don't disagree. I think a third ball handler is something this team definitely needs. But, you know, everyone's talking about, like, someone brought up the Ben Simmons rumor, and there's always rumors about Conley. I just don't see any of those moves happening, not because I don't think those really are bad expensive. moves. Really expensive, but also just look at the quick history already, like the small history of what the moves the Mavs have made. Like, guys they bring in, they're not necessarily players, one, we expected, or two, are coming in with super high value. Uh, Like, Reggie Bullock, like, he came off a pretty decent series with the Knicks, but he was not necessarily a high-value guy. Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Davis Bertans, not high-value. Yes. Yes. To Houston, not high value. Like I, so I don't think it's realistic for this team for, I don't want to say realistic, but I just don't think that we're going to be sitting here at the trade deadline saying, Oh, the Mavericks are training for Mike Conley. I think it could be someone. I think it will be a point guard. I, I think it is going to be a ball handler. I just think it's going to be someone we look at and say, they've just not played well overall or, They've had a good time somewhere else earlier, but they haven't looked great recently, and that's what I'm more expecting. Now, who that is, I have no idea because we're only seven games into the season, but that's someone I'm expecting more of. And I and I don't think it'll be something where we give up a first rounder because that's just not viable. But overall, I'm I'm you know I'm middling. Like my my feelings on this team are kind of middling. I'm not super. Uh, frustrated, but I'm not super excited because, like this team, it's just been so up and down. And sure, and it's it's it is frustrating the J kid like rotation stuff. But I thought it was better. Like they, he burned four timeouts in the yeah, first half. Yeah, he did call timeouts. Shout he out burned, Jason Kidd coaching. He Wild. he burned four timeouts. Was I was like I was actually shocked. And it's it's so weird. Like I think. It, but we're already starting to see some of the rotation stuff a little bit. Like, would I like more? Yes. I mean, like, JaVale McGee has played, like, less and less minutes as we've gone on. I think yeah. it's going to it's gonna be very – I think by the end of this month, I don't even know if we see McGee in the rotation at all. Um, it, it's it's tough. I think it, it's just tough. Like, the, I don't know – like, you can't put your pulse on anything this team is doing because That's it's okay. not – it was the same way last year. It really was. For sure. And I, but I think, they were winning more games. And exactly. Games. And I think they were they winning more games last year last year? Oh yeah. Like they were winning really? their Pythagorean win expectation after their first ten games was of something like a three and seven team. And yet mm-hmm. I wanna say after eleven games there was something like six and five. And the the thing was they were winning close games. And then they're playing these national TV games, like the Hawks. And they were getting blown out. Yeah. Us. yeah. It was a struggle bus. It was, it was awful. Like the, the first oh, no, of the year, they posted Dorian Finney-Smith twice. Yes, Back yes, back. yes. We never saw that shit ever again. No, and I, and I think it's interesting. You're not seeing experimentation like that. 
the kind of experimentation you're seeing now is more of like the roles because yeah. I, I think what we didn't talk of, maybe we didn't, we did talk about it, but now we're seeing like Jalen Brunson. It's not that you're losing the scoring, which is important, but you're losing the ability to just hold the ball and calm everyone down. Right. Whereas you don't really have that kind of player right now who can just literally hold the ball and slow your pace down. Like, Yes, we talk about Lucas slowing the pace down, but part of it also like Jalen Brunson had adapted his play to play that slow with Luca, and that kind of kept like a consistency. And we have no one's been able to do that. And so, part of it is you have one very major new player who is trying to adapt to not only a defensive system but his role, and his role might change very soon. And I I completely understand the urge to just be like change all the rotations game by game. But I also feel like that can create an inconsistency that's even more frustrating where, yes, I want kid to be more reactionary. I would prefer kid to be more reactionary in game than between games. If that sure. makes more sense. Well, yeah. Cause like the, he can't, his, we're, we're not going to talk about it. Cause I don't want to overeat in anything, but the man cannot help saying things in post game and in scrums. It's like the direct opposite of Carl who'd never say anything interesting. Kid like <laughs> enjoys like casually throwing bombs where it's just like, okay, okay. We're not I, gonna do this right now. Yeah, I, I think it's good at least the it seems like from the players perspective, from most of the players, it doesn't seem like anything where they're kind of like ready to explode. It's just like I it's just like kid, I don't know what you're doing. Like it doesn't seem like you're helping anything, but it's tough. Like we're what seven games of the season. The Warriors are under five hundred. Like, who the heck knows what the, this team is going to look like? And you know, I felt like it last year where we got Dinwiddie and the, the, the complexion of the team changes. Like, right. I don't know if necessarily that's what happens to this team, but the complexion of this team is just going to change overall. And is our second half of the season easier? I don't know percent? if you can judge that sort of thing at this point. Because I, I can't tell. because Nobody, it, you know, because we don't really know who the tanking teams are yet. Like, the Jazz were one on paper, and they're really playing well right now. Like, what happens and where? And the Spurs are playing well. The Spurs should be tankathon number one. And they're, they're like monsters <laughs> right now. Because, like, playing hard matters. It just does. So, it's like it's hard, for to, sure. it's hard to make that assessment right now, though. The for sure. I, I think it's... I, I think everyone, like, well, what I'm getting from these rooms is everyone's temperature is so, like, up and down. But I think we're all generally positive well, about the team. Well, uh, my temperature but, is broadly thus, where they tell us that, like, starting the season well is really important, and then they don't start the season well. Yes, they, that is – no, no, no. I, you make the Western Conference Finals on the strength of defense and three-point shooting, and you bring in – and really a scramble covered coverage defense – and the two bigs you bring in play drop. So, like, we get – we, me, whoever feels like talking about this team that really kind of understands what they were watching last year, which, frankly, isn't everybody, and that's okay. <laughs> no, I mean that because it's, it's – No, like, no. It's, if you – Basketball uh, is, is easy, but it's also it really is. complex. And there's elements of this where it makes me wonder if the Maverick – it's like, well, we need we need rebounding – if we get to the Western Conference Finals, and I'm like, motherfucker, we need to get to the Western Conference Finals. Like, yeah, I get there when I argue. And granted, that's like me arguing with like basketball friends when I'm playing. It's it, <laughs> and and so it's like there's elements of that where it's 
you you know, expectations are tough. And I had them, we all have them, and they've not started where they wanted. But when you win a grind-out game tonight where they come from behind and eventually take the lead, you, you see something there. Now, do I fully expect to be in here on Friday bitching up a storm because you know, the <laughs> Toronto Raptors murder us on our own? Oh, I'm not ready. Pascal Siakam, I've, I'll be honest, I've wanted Pascal Siakam on the Mavericks more than any other player. I think he's phenomenal. Like, I actually think he'd be – everyone talks about, like, Jan, this is the perfect compliment, which I agree, but – like if there is a second player I would want against beside Luca, it's always been Pascal Siakam, and Pascal Siakam looks insane. Like he could probably be first NBA All NBA this season. Like I'm worried about the Raptors and Nick Nurse is like, they're always good. Like Nick Nurse is such a good coach. I, I don't want to talk about the Raptors because it's a mass pod, but we'll see Friday. And I want I, you know I I'm positive. I'm just happy for tonight. We'll see what happens on Friday. I want to, I want more fans to come up. I don't want to monopolize the time. That's but awesome. thank you, Kirk. We'll talk soon. Yep. All right, Logan, you've been waiting a while. What's up, buddy? Logan. Logan, you there? Hello. Great audio. What's going on? Dude? Can you hear me? Okay, cool. Um, I was gonna say I I. Uh, this was the most positive I felt after one of the wins because the process I didn't feel like was always good in the other ones, like especially the end of the Nets game. We just made a bunch of threes. Yeah. And tonight yeah. it wasn't. What's up? No, you're right. Because there's there's 50% from three in one of those wins. And it's like, yeah. that's not that's not a sustainable process. We were six of 28 maybe halfway through the fourth or going into the fourth. I don't know what the final, but that's bad for us. You know what I mean? Like that's legitimately bad for us, but um, he played Hardaway and then Hardaway made his shots. But I just, because of last year, I mean, I think we just all sense that Hardaway's in a different phase of his career. And it's like, they don't want to admit that. And he was almost, it's like they thought Spencer would become Brunson and Tim would become Spencer. Like as far as like the offensive hierarchy, and I just think, you know, Hardaway needs to be something more like, uh, you know, if he's on that night, it's a luxury. If he's not, uh, he's they not. give him too much freedom. That's that's my conclusion. Right. He has too much freedom to do dumb shit instead of catching, shooting, passing. That's like the the extent of how he was used under Carlisle. Now he gets to do stuff, and I'm, I bet I've not looked at this, but I bet his his percentage of his field goal percentage is hilariously dependent on number of dribbles. Oh, yeah. No, that makes total sense. Um, well, because I think a lot of that is because the lack of the third ball handler, because they're, yeah, yeah. they're having him bring the ball up, even if it's just to give it to Luca. Yep. But, like, if it, if it was a playoff series and they did that, whoever has Gary Payton Jr. is going to be like, hey, this is what we do when Tim Hardaway starts bringing it up, and you get a turnover every single time, or Jose Alvarado or whatever. But, uh, but th- so he was in, like, this was the first time I didn't feel like we – made it through an escape hatch. This was the first time it was like, oh, it felt like some things got figured out. And I don't know if Kid's going to adapt that quickly because he is stubborn. But, like, it just it's just excising the people that were problematic in the other games. It's yeah. somewhat, somewhat simple. Well, to me, the, the defense is really problematic on the man-to-man stuff. But the only way that these certain players who are really struggling with it, mainly Christian Wood, is going to get better at that is through process and review of tape. 
you can't play a guy 12, 14, you know, 12 or 14 minutes and not have anything to look at. I mean, Hardaway is, is frustrating on defense because he actually tries really hard. He yeah. just makes the wrong choice every time. Like he, his feet are always weird. He gets beat on one dribble type stuff for a guy that athletic. He should not be as roastable as he is. Whereas uh, Wood, uh, with his wingspan and his recoverability, I think he just needs to be shown what to do differently and then have the opportunity to you know, correct those things the next game. And instead, I feel like some of the defensive stuff, Kid gets so frustrated with them as a team that he yanked, because he does this to McGee too. The difference is McGee just doesn't clean up any of the mess. Um I don't know. There, there's a lot that I don't understand because, like, they play drop coverage with both Wood and McGee. The Mavericks did not win games by playing drop coverage. Well, like, see, I, I think Wood's feet are quick enough. I think he probably it is what you're talking about of him not like we talked about how complicated the rotations were last year and how long it took him for the defense to click. Right. So, and Wood, it, I mean, defensive IQ is kind of the problem, but. I'm under the impression that his feet are quick enough. Like I've seen him stay with guards. He just gets lost uh, in like the actual scheme of the defense. But I don't think like it will be a compromised switching scheme. He will be the weak link, but I don't think that it will. I, I feel like at some point he won't have to be stuck and drop because tonight. And it, I think McGee's also like McGee is affecting wood. And I almost kind of sympathize with kid because he clearly thought McGee would be good on D. I don't agree with him, but like the fact that McGee isn't has messed up so much stuff because you're having to scramble and redo rotations. Like, cause tonight Wood came in after McGee. So it was like 15 minutes straight of game time of bad defense. It wasn't just, it wasn't just McGee. And then you bring in Maxi and it's like, okay, we're, we're getting back on D. It was the whole first half yeah, of like, yeah. but if you just play Pal Maxi Wood in some kind of rotation from the beginning as like, the game sees fit, you can kind of insulate Wood a little bit more. So I feel like Wood looked even worse when it's like he's coming in for McGee. Let's see what he does on defense. And it's he's just playing drop and getting killed the same way. <sighs> and I just don't know how many more games of tape we need to see that happen on repeat. Yeah, I mean, I can't... I, well, he said in the postgame, um, Pal deserves it. He played hard. We'll see. But then he also said it maybe if we if we had a sixth starter, it would right. be Pal. And like, what kind of what kind of hedge is that? Like, yeah. are you here to win basketball games, or are you here to make journeyman center Javale McGee happy? Like, what are we doing? He already got paid. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, he's not really playing like he's he's not playing like he took takes a ton of pride in the starting. He got paid. He's going to be a culture guy. He's about to retire. Like, it, it is what it is. We shouldn't have given him three years, but I don't think it's going to break the team apart. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, like, and it's a tradable contract, and I just – I really don't expect him to – unless he starts playing hard, I don't really expect him to be on the team. So, season. I've been thinking about that because even though he played so poorly, there's always a team that just has, like, no front court depth. Sure. And it's going to be what um, Christian, I believe, was talking about where – I do think we have we can make moves that like make our team make more sense for distressed assets, and um, I think McGee you can do that if it's just like hey we're taking your compromised guy for our you know what sure. I mean but sure but um and then Josh Green you know I'm writing that article so it's like he gave me more to more to think about in that post practice press conference he did uh, 
he talked about how defenses don't respect him. He was just like very blunt about it and very self-aware. And he's like, so either have to shoot and then maybe they start to close out. And, um, I, I like where he's at. I think people, if they're like, he needs to play more. I'm with you on the Reggie Bullock thing. It's just, you can't go to a Western conference finals and him be that important. And like, mess with anything with him right now he just you you go as he goes with that stuff like i think he's too just important to the fabric you know so i wouldn't really want to like mess with his minutes but i just think green is in a good and oh i was gonna say i like i've been like the biggest start christian wood guy but i actually think starting dwight powell for the energy y'all were talking about because we come out so casual luca comes out so casual like Dwight Powell's been on hair on fire. He's been more than he was last year. Like, obviously, it's because he's only minutes he's getting. But I kind of like the idea of him. I mean, it sounds crazy because it's Dwight Powell. Can't believe we're back here, but I love it. Like the full circleness on Dwight Powell is a lot it's... for all of us to deal with. It's an emotional experience. <laughs> Relationships are a journey. My friend doesn't really watch the Mavs until football season's over. It's just one of those, you know. There's those kind of NBA fans who like just kind of like the secondary thing when football's over and. And I told him Dwight Powell was starting the other night, and he was like, oh, what's gone wrong? And I was like, no, trust me, it's like a good thing. And he was he was just like, I can't believe it. I can't believe he won't go away. I love it. All right, now i got to bring up my friend Deshaun, who I feel like arguing with. Thanks for no uh, problem. hanging out. Talk to you tomorrow. All right. All right, coming up next is Deshaun. He's calling in from across the planet. He's arguing in the chat right now that Luca does not come out casual. My friend Luca comes out exceptionally casual plenty of first quarters he's just really good at basketball what are you thinking tonight buddy did you get were you able to catch up on the game so maybe uh what happened there now is because i did not see the first quarter i saw from the second quarter onwards ah. but like, i just i do think that like in the previous games this season and luca was exceptionally aggressive while coming out in the first quarter so maybe maybe today is a different i'll take my l there because I did not watch today's first quarter. All I know is... No, we- it's mainly a joking energy thing where it's like sometimes he doesn't play any damn defense either. And it's like it's not up to everyone to clean up his shit just because he's really good at offense. That's all I'm teasing you about. I mean, that could be like just a bit of... I mean, the roster is such he really does have to carry an incredibly heavy load sometimes. So I think it's like the least you guys can do for me is play good team defense around me. Not that that should that's the right mentality. Not not saying that's the right mentality, but I think maybe that's. Regardless, I just came here. Kirk, you saw what I had. I had something to say on when a Mavs fans allowed to be happy. Never. Ne- like, but see, I was I was personally I've only been really upset after two games, which was Phoenix and New Orleans. But everything else, like I think there are plenty of positives too. If you want to focus on the positives, you can. I'm not a negative person. I I acknowledge the negatives, but I focus on the positives. So I'm still hoping that Josh Green becomes a perennial 3 and D superstar in the league. Because as you can see by my picture, that's what I want from him. And I'll hope until that hope. So right fact that we're in the position that we're in is very like our record is lying. We're not like a barely above 500 team. I know it looks like we've even played as a team that we below 500. It's a lot of like extremes, but I think we can focus on the postures. People are upset with Jason Kidd. I understand it. I don't know if he's doing some Milwaukee Bucks 
the mental games that he played when he was coach of the Milwaukee Bucks with Christian Wood. But I do think he has earned enough credit from Mavs fans to not like b- try to burn him at the stake. Absolutely not. He wanted he wanted JaVale McGee. I'm going to cook him because he deserves to be cooked. Here's a stat for you. JaVale McGee, starting Mavs center, minus 50 in 68 minutes. Dwight Powell, last season starter, plus 50 in 56 minutes. Like, there's a – no, come on. I love you to pieces, so, my guy. Dw- but Dwight Kid, Powell is part of the problem year. because I don't think he understands how they won. Luka Doncic is God, and then you surround him with basketball talent that accentuates that. You don't start him with a slow-footed – Drop cover center. Well, I mean, but radio. I think it was it wasn't just kid like Dudley oh, was pushing yes, for it him. Was. Like you get the boys on the team, you hope that you he provides vet leadership. Contract was horrible. We knew it from day one. Yep. But just getting a player like Javale McGee, I don't think inherently is bad. See, the issue that we're having right now is that we're watching Dwight Powell come in and kill it. All I'll say is that this was exactly what was happening in February when Dwight Powell was damn near averaging 70% from the field and then got shut down in the playoffs. So it's not like I can take any solace in the fact that Dwight Powell is playing well right now. So McGee should be playing garbage time over Powell. I think they're both ass. Like when it comes, when push comes to shove, they're both ass. And Christian Wood can't defend. So. The big rotation is still going to be a question mark, but I think it's better options in last year. Like, at least I would take Javel McGee over Marquise Chris. Yes, but the comparisons there make one uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it's not a comfortable situation, without a doubt. But I think, again, Luca's just good enough to really take us quite far. I think, like, if Jason Kidd can't get him to play defense... I'm worried because then I don't feel like there are many coaches in this league who can really like tell the guy who's been a basketball prodigy since he was 13 years old how to play basketball. I think it's it's going to get to a level like that. Well, we're certainly going to see because it's, you know, you mentioned that the Mavericks, there's three games that they lost in maddening fashion. Um, the, the Thunder game... A Thunder game, real bad. Uh, real bad. But I mentioned this earlier in the show, I think probably before you popped in here, those three losses, all three losses, are much more to me, the Mavericks beating themselves, than the Mavericks losing agree with better you. teams. I think the so, Pelicans is the only loss that like we just got our ass kicked that night. The I think because they were just not missing. Like You can't do anything about that. When Trey Murphy well, shoots, we didn't respect him. We didn't respect him until it was way too late. And everybody came out and said that, like, we thought that they're injured. It's going to be easy. I think there are b- bad habits can often be correct because I think the biggest positive that the Mavs have is camaraderie and chemistry right now. Right. And I feel like over the course of a season, especially again, happened last year. So again. It's just optimism on my part. Bad habits can be fixed. Rotations can be fixed. Could be we could be two and six. We could be six and two. Whatever. Actually, uh, so I don't know. Like it's very hard to, you know, completely like make an assumption on, on whether this team is good or bad, 
I'm from my perspective, from my hope, my opinion. I think we're still a great team. We can still be top six. All the shit things we've seen about this team easily finish top six. And again, I'm just going to give Jason Kidd the benefit of doubt up until January. After that, I do not care what happens to him. Oh, yeah. Because he turned around in January last year when Luca was hurt. He was Zingas a 22-point scorer in you know, I, I think that's when they had enough time kind of as a team for the connectivity on defense to start to apply itself to where the rotations that they're supposed to be making within their defense become instinct over, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do next. Like the 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 sort of the, the, the flow that comes within playing together for 30 games and that sort of thing. So, I mean, and, and I, I hope for that this year. I just don't. I just hate drop coverage because yeah. Dwight Powell became playable because he became like a Tasmanian devil um, and was just like running around like a weirdo. And, you know, when you go and you see these things where it's like, oh, the guy's driving right at McGee, right at Wood. Well, what do we think's going to happen? Like basketball favors the offensive player. So what are you doing playing a coverage that is – Especially NBA basketball. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah, that's what I meant. So, anyways. Well, again, like – we saw Kate play drop coverage till December last year. We saw him blow a lead against the Suns because of drop coverage last year. So uh, I just feel like he's not an imbecile. Like, at least I'll hope he's not an Im- imbecile. I think he saw the issues last year. He corrected them over the season. We had a great playoff run. Hopefully, we like it's a relatively new roster, new lineup. Josh Green should be given more importance. There's like a lot of things. He has too many options, in my opinion of like what to do and they're all like mid mid options sure like yeah, not, there's not anybody that stands that. out you like need the minutes together with these guys to see what actually is gonna like kind of sort itself out which is why you need to give josh green a chance i don't like what, what at this point in the season so early when you're still figuring out your rotations i don't see the point of playing guys like reggie and tim such heavy minutes over Josh, especially because I get it that you might want the experienced players to play more during later in the season, and we know the load Bullock can carry through the playoffs. But now, like, let the boy hoop. He's he's he adds energy. Yeah. He's he's arguably one one of our best perimeter defenders already. Thank like, I'm not saying he's better than yes. Yeah. yeah, he's and but he was great last year. I remember the Utah series when he was missing every single shot. He was putting in some great effort defensively I, I, before he I, started. Well, the footwork stuff. stuff, he doesn't get beat. Like, I judge a lot of stuff on on perimeter defense based off of if, if you get your ass kicked on a single dribble move. And he had some challenges with that. And right now, but, his recovery on stuff is really, really solid. And it's almost kind of annoying. There was a game – there's a play – has had to be second quarter – it was a fast break play where he helped get back and basically stymied the ball in transition. Luca ended up getting the rebound, but it was like it was a Josh Green caused play where he just basically gets back and gets in front of whoever was driving. It might have been Clarkson. And like that's yeah. the sort of like effort level stuff that, you know, like Hardaway ain't doing. That that I, I, I understand what you mean. So that's a that the issue with Green and like say Luca. Is that we've seen Luca be able to play good defense, 
but he rarely puts in the effort. Josh is still a little green, but you can't question the effort. I feel like when a player is consistently putting in strong effort every possession, the the chances good things will happen for you are relatively higher. Again, go going back to the playoffs. One of the main things Bullock and DFS did all playoffs was they never cheated effort on any possession. They tried start to finish on that heavy minutes load. Which is why I think like there's no there's nothing there's no downside to giving Josh Green 25 minutes. Right. Eh, I mean they need to find more. I still don't know what they do, but they can't it's like the 13 to 14. Let's see it inch up. You know, let's see him do something. All right, man. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for having me, man. All right. Talk soon. Let's go. We got a couple more people now. I'm going to go to bed because it's somehow midnight. Um, Jiggy, what's up? You've been waiting a long time. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. All right. Going to give you a second to find the unmute button, and then I'm going to call somebody else up if you are not there. All right, let's go with uh, Juan. Welcome, Juan. How are we doing? Nope, Juan decided that he didn't want to be up here, so we're going to go to Aaron next. Aaron, what's up? Kirk, long time no talk. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good, man. I get to watch this game tonight. I've missed about half the games this year, and I miss most of your green rooms. I'll try to join them when I can, but... I wanted to just take a like step back. I don't know if y'all talked about this earlier. I joined late tonight, but I just what we're witnessing here with Luca. Like, did y'all talk about that earlier? Like, it's... let's all like we cannot talk about Luca enough. I go go. No, well, like what I'm saying is like the historical aspect of what he's doing in these seven games. Like, and you know what? I'll give you credit. Like, honestly. I knew about Luca about a year and a half before the draft, and it was because of you. Like you were all over Luca so early on. Well, that you that year was rough. Me. I watched two games of Dennis Smith and was like, "Well, time to figure <laughs> out who's gonna." <laughs> no, but like I remember, like like honestly, your Twitter account was like the one that got me on him, and like I read his whole story. The dude is Tiger Woods. He's LeBron. He's Jordan. Like what he's doing now, like it, it's. We just gotta like appreciate it because it's so easy not to. Yeah. Like it's insane, dude. He's the thirty point thing to start a season is preposterous. It's just it, preposterous. It's not been it done is. since nineteen sixty three. Yeah, Wilt. It's Wilt. Yeah. It's like, and there's one other player I hadn't heard of, but yeah, I'm just saying, like, and I do we see it stopping? He's he just gonna keep doing this. Like, I feel like he is gonna. Drop thirty five and nine and well, nine. The first quarter game. stuff is so hilarious because it's it's he, he it like it looks like he's going to score sixty points every game and then he it just does has a little bit of a drop off and then like third quarter tonight was pretty rough and then all of a sudden he's back up. Did you see that uh, YouTube clip? Like I know you think this. I thought this was like from day one, but about Richard Jefferson just going off about like he's as special as Braun and like the way he describes it as. Yep, I remember that preseason. Yep. Oh, it's so great, dude. But like he nails it perfectly. And like I just want I want all of Mass fans to witness and not take for granted what we're witnessing right here. A lot of fun. I'm enjoying it. That's for certain. Yep. All right. Good to talk to you, man. You too. Thanks for coming up. Talk soon. All right. Last but not least, my man Leo. How you doing, Leo? 
I forgot to answer your question earlier in the chat. So tell us what well, you're thinking. My question mainly being, well, it's two, it's two parted because I know we're really excited by Josh Green. And I'm personally like one of the people on the front seat of the Josh Green bus, but it's like, are we making a whole lot of something out of nothing? Because I love Josh Green, but it just sometimes feels like, like maybe we as a fan base are overrating what he's doing. I hope we're not, but it's, it's terrifying to think that Josh Green is what's keeping us together in our bench units because Tim Hardaway just feels like a whole lot of nothing when he shoots one for nine. And the other part of the question was, do you think like our free throw rate is sustainable with the way they're officiating the game so far? And do you think there might be a crackdown on trying to lower free throws as the season goes on and how that would help their scoring? Love it. Okay. I'll answer both of them. Thanks for coming up. So let's start with the free throw thing first. Um, I think it's sustainable because it's not – they're drawing off-ball fouls. Like, Wood is a huge component of this. I think they're leading the league in free throws attempted. So what happens is it becomes sort of a cycle over time where you get a team three fouls in the first six minutes. Then if they get into bonus with four minutes left, you're, you're shooting free throws the rest of the way. And Luca, for the longest time, was the only guy who could draw fouls. Dinwiddie's pretty good at it. Wood's pretty good at drawing fouls. He, he picks up a lot of off-ball stuff, from like setting screens and posting up and thing like that. So I certainly think that sort of stuff is sustainable. It's going to be hugely important to the Mavericks down the stretch. Uh, as far as your question about Josh Green and whether we're kind of relying on him being decent as keeping elements of things together, look, it's a long season. I think Tim Hardaway gets his shit together. I definitely think Reggie Bullock gets his shit together. And if you can play uh, uh, green a little bit and have green get some experience and provide that extra value to where the Mavericks go from needing it to being a bonus, then the team's better for it. Um, I, you've heard me, I get sort of frustrated on the way we're leaning on him to, it's like where people are like, oh, he needs to be starting. It's like, well, guys, he shot the ball 16 times in, in seven games. Like what? You know, you need players to shoot the ball. You need players to do some stuff. Now, Green does do a lot of stuff. It's it's just sort of a matter of expectations. I kind of want to temper them. I want him to be playing 20 minutes a game, and then we'll see where it can go from there. Maybe he will end up figuring out, you know, how this goes. Um, I feel I feel overarchingly more good about the Mavericks than Matt. I, I feel better about them than I did at this point last year where I was like, what is this team doing? There's elements of things that they need to fix and the way they've lost games. That 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 Thunder game, you guys heard both podcasts. We're all very upset, and we should have been because it was an inexcusable loss. But that's because the team's pretty good versus a team that we're, like, concerned about over the big picture. All right. Uh, everybody, go watch this Lakers game in uh, OT because it is banana pants. Uh, the, their their token, uh, uh, Falcons quarterback, Matt Ryan, hits a three-pointer from uh, Austin Reeves to send it into overtime, and I want to go watch the rest of this one. Thanks for hanging out. We'll be back here on Friday night after the Toronto Raptors game. Check out all of the things going on at Mavs Moneyball and some of our other friend sites like Dalton Triggs Basketball uh, SI. Love all you guys for hanging out, and have a good uh, rest of your week.